0: So we've had this episode scheduled in the spreadsheet for a while and Wait,
1: we can't start talking yet. I haven't done a sync
0: clap. Oh. Never mind. Okay. End of podcast.
1: One, two. Three
0: <laughs> Beginning of podcast.
1: So we've had this episode scheduled for a while. Yeah. And then what do I yeah, what what do I say after that?
0: You say uh Oh, I don't know. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Uh, oh my! God. <laughs> it's
0: gonna be a really long day.
2: smooth, smooth intro.
0: Uh, what is Majora? Is what it's been saying on the schedule for a while, and I feel like we had aspirations of like solving this question or bringing to fold a whole lot of like good conjecture thereof.
1: Yeah. I didn't I I thought well we're going to find 8 or 12 funny theories online and we'll just get into all of them and it'll be fun.
0: Yeah. There's there's stuff to talk about here. Um
2: Yeah, I I, I looked of- I looked all over the internet and found like a ton of theories, so there's definitely people have thoughts about this.
1: Okay, Sarah, you drive this episode cuz <laughs> I hardly found anything.
2: Really? Well, I I spent a lot of time uh, looking around Reddit and Tumblr, which is where I thought people might have thoughts about this sort of thing. Um, I'm not saying the theories are great, but it was interesting what people came up with without any real reason behind it. Like, people would... Mm. I mean, some of them, there is... uh, Some of the theories have, like, evidence, and I think there's some quotes from the creators of the game, um, some of which were hard to verify, but... um, but yeah, people have people have good and not so good theories for sure. Um,
0: I'm curious to see kind of what camps the different theories end up in because I can see yeah. like definite patterns of people's approaches to this question, and uh, I, there's there's a couple a couple schools of thought. I think mm. you kind of have the folks that. Don't don't
1: oh. reach your synthesis before we do the analysis. All right,
0: let's 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 <laughs> commence analysis. Let's get some theories going. Let's just dump them out. Put them okay. all over the floor. Well, there's theory number one.
2: Okay, what's number
1: one? I'm introducing it for you. Oh,
2: okay, thanks. Um, well, there's something I didn't realize was that there's a Majora, Majora's Mask manga. There you, is. You... You probably knew this already, but um, I had done limited research on this stuff before, um, and that has a lot of background on who Majora is that I had never heard before. Um,
0: so there's I like have... a whole
2: side story in the in the manga about Majora and the origin of the mask.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm holding the manga in my hand ah, right now. An expert. That was my first note. Um, The, uh, this is the Majora's Mask manga by Akira Himikawa, who did a bunch of different Zelda manga, and the, this is kind of an extra chapter, and it's explained, there's a note from the author that, uh, the series launched at almost the same time as the game release, so that meant at the start we couldn't reference the actual gameplay, we had seen The opening demo and the intro images, but that wasn't enough to fill up all the pages. After pondering the problem for a while, we decided to write an original story. Something symbolic, like a myth, that would fit in well, but didn't need to match the game's specific details. So they, like, wrote this, like, sight unseen. This, like, cool origin for Majora. Where Majora is this weird, time-displaced beast. And some Link guy comes by and like heals it with music and it dies and then he turns the beast's armor into a mask which is kind of the most tenuous part of it but
2: yeah that's a strange choice
0: does it get into
1: why the mask then does a bunch of mean stuff not at all it's just about
0: where the mask came from oh good
2: i read that the armor would grant wishes it was yes. magic armor, so the mask maybe in that story has the power to give. Oh, okay. You know, grant wishes to the wearer, or maybe dark wishes. It seems.
1: Um, well, if they hadn't seen like the whole game, then I can see how you might think of Skull Kid as um, maybe like just like a capricious like goof. Um, Who is corrupted by power that isn't like morally aligned, uh, but just ends up being a jerk and a villain because uh, he can't handle the power of the mask. Yeah, like in the Jim Carrey movie, when the Mm -hmm. bad guy gets the mask.
2: (laughs) Yeah, bad guys and masks are not a good combination.
0: Okay, so that's the origins. War number one is weird monster that got turned its its armor turned into mask after it was defeated.
2: It's a really interesting story. I kind of like the story, but it doesn't necessarily feel like the answer.
1: Um, I have another question about that actually, because if the manga cards are. Um, or wait i had a word that i believed was it's not called mangaka they're yeah. manganeers oh no um and <laughs> d- like so does the characterization of skull kid or of majora's mask like carry out through the rest of the manga like do you do you end up getting the explanation that i made up off the top of my head that skull kid was just like the mask was just doing what he wanted it to do or what
0: so yes um i would say that from what i've read of it like yeah it is these the mask is using skull kid as a conduit and skull kid's kind of a a, a bystander in the situation um the one thing that the manga did that i had to think about for a minute was that it portrays the end game stuff with like the children on the moon, as like that is the mask spirit that is doing this child these childish like acts, um, and they they give Majora that like childlike trickster attitude, and that was not not really my read playing the game of Majora as an entity, but I can see it now, if that makes sense hmm yeah
1: it's, it's difficult to say because when um like if you read the stuff that all the kids say on the moon as coming from majora the entity uh then majora seems very childlike and naive but the stuff that the mask definitely says uh before you enter the moon where it just tosses skull kid aside and says i was pulling the strings all along yeah um that doesn't sound like a naive little kid sounds like a creepy monster
0: i think the the dialogue in the manga kind of splits that difference well Mm -hmm. Hmm, okay um but a lot of it's just rearranging dialogue that's already in there because they only have so many pages it's a very condensed version of the story like most of these manga uh, okay. Okay. What else we got?
1: Time for theory number two.
2: Uh, I saw some people saying that the mask might have been uh, an ancestor, or Majora would have been an ancestor of the Twi'ly people from Twilight Princess. Um, I think the only evidence for this is that the visual style of the mask is similar to the style of the people. In that game, the those people, like the shadow people, um, which is not very convincing to me.
0: Yeah, it's the Midna's mask has kind of a similar like eye shape to it as Majora's mask. And the Twiley in Twilight Princess are a sort of evil tribe that is sealed away in a way that parallels What little we know of the tribe that created Majora's Mask, right? Mm. Um, And that's where a lot of that comes through. And, you know, Twilight Princess came out way afterwards. So who knows what the intention was there. It might just be they were repeating a similar idea Mm -hmm. or maybe the authors generally wanted to do that.
1: It seems like from what I know about Twilight Princess, um, as... Intent as they were on following up the um like the timeline stuff of Ocarina of Time, uh, the idea that Link like or that Link went away. I, do I know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. Right. Um since they were so focused on addressing that specific bit of timeline lore, it doesn't seem far-fetched to me that they could be trying to address specific bits of Majora's Mask lore and the similarity of the masks does seem pretty intentional
2: yeah but it's also it's not based on that since the game came after so I think that theory no is no but backwards. like
1: if I think it's it's allowed for the correct version of the lore to change like say that we're, we're making Majora's Mask we don't care who Majora is it's just made up stuff but then the people who make Twilight Princess can say okay so we're gonna decide that these guys are the tribe from there and this is the when they were talking about this we'll make those guys Uh, you can expand on the lore and Mm -hmm. come up with a correct answer that didn't exist before
2: Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) yeah Oh, no, there's also a, a uh,
0: there's also a dark tribe in Four Swords Adventure that also fits the bill, but there's no like mm-hmm. associated iconography or like sprites or anything to back it up. So like, and also Four Swords Adventure is a nightmare from a story perspective. Huh. So I don't want to dwell on it too much. I think I that
2: came was across theory number three. That too in theory three. Uh, that was that was theory number three.
1: <laughs> the Four Swords
0: thing oh, okay. was theory
1: number three. Okay. There's a
0: dark tribe and Four Swords that also fits the bill. Well, they could These all be could the all... same? Exactly. <laughs> they could all be the same entity, or they could be separate. Um... We'll get to that. Um... Theory 2B. Theory 2.5. Do we have a good theory number four?
2: Well, there were also... Other people saying that the the mask or Majora could have been an ancient person related to the Sheikah, who made the mask because it looks similar to the eye symbol that's that's uh, the Sheikah are associated with.
1: The eye symbol that has like a very pronounced vertical slit pupil.
2: Yeah.
1: Whereas the eyes on Majora's mask are extremely round. The I think, pupils are dots.
2: <laughs> I think people were looking at the spikes. Um,
1: Ooh, the spikes? Yeah. that's de- Those are definitely spikes.
2: Yep, another visual theory without too much to back it up.
1: Um, Sarah, did you say you would played Wind Waker? Yeah. Okay. Um... We have to go to Theory X for a second, or Theory yeah. W. We can
0: just keep naming them, it's fine, or numbering them.
1: No, because this is completely unrelated to Majora. Oh, let's go. Okay, um, <laughs> who's the name, who's the lady who collects the, like, joy pendants? The teacher? Yeah, yeah.
0: I don't remember her name.
1: Okay. Developing, I'm finding the teacher's name, Mrs. Marie. Mm. Okay. Pull up a picture of Mrs. Marie and look at her. It's not really a dress, it's like a duster she's wearing. At the fringe of her garment, could those be uh, Sheikah
0: symbols?
2: Yes, they could.
1: I
0: guess.
1: That was yeah. some a different a different thing that I found while I was looking for Majora info. And I'm like, that, you know, that. It, Wind Waker is the same way, where they're so focused on the earlier game's lore that it makes sense. It's not impossible for them to say, well, Mrs. Marie is going to be this stealth Sheikah descendant <laughs> or something like that. Okay. Anyway, thank you for Theory W. What is Theory? We're up to... what was Four, four. four was the Sheikah thing, and we didn't really finish discussing oh. it. I don't think it makes any dang sense for Majora to be connected to the Sheikah.
0: I think that I've seen a lot of theories where the Shika are just innately connected to a lot of other shadowy organizations. And I think that mm-hmm. in the wake of, like, Breath of the Wild, when you have a specific Shika offshoot in the Iga, that the viewpoint kind of could work. There's a big flowchart of, like, uh, an organizational flowchart of, like, this group beget mm. that group beget that group. But also that okay. means that every shadowy organization is one shadowy organization, which, you know. Like in James mm. Bond movies. Probably.
1: Or uh, like in Sailor Moon.
0: <laughs> no spoilers. I'm going to watch that soon. <laughs> I was going to st- almost started talking about Sailor Moon on the podcast. This is not that podcast. Okay, moving <laughs> on.
1: Um, Time for theory number five.
0: Have we brought up theories that pertain to Stone Tower Temple? I know we mentioned it previously when we were covering that but there's definitely um, yeah, a major into that. a major stone facade that matches up that could be like a majora's mask style face
1: right mm. um definitely in the entryway room of stone tower temple got a big majora mask stone thing um that's not an accident we're not seeing things that they put that there on purpose um Also, I think the second piece of evidence for theories that uh, hang out in this part of the map is when you go to fight Twin Mold, Uh, I believe this is just in the 64 version. Some of the pillars that are standing in the desert of the real are, they have images of Majora's mask carved on them. Mm. And mm. so it seems to be monuments to Majora in the weird desert dimension. And so a lot of theories rest on this. I'll let someone else talk about it.
0: I actually just have more questions about it because <laughs> I don't remember. But isn't there something about... I don't know if this is an actually like a textual thing or if this is what people have interpreted, but the stone tower as being an affront to the established goddesses.
1: Yeah, I think this is what they refer to as the Tower of Babel theory. Mm. That the, uh, yeah, someone in Termina, I can never keep straight who it's supposed to be, um, was bigger into, they were worshipping the giants instead of the golden goddesses. And I think this hinges on a kind of myopic understanding of, um, like, assuming that the golden goddesses of Hyrule would be offended that people in Termina are worshipping the giants instead. And, like, the idea that the giants are supposed to be guardians and not gods, I think is, um, you know, like the culture that this game was written in might not see things that way anyway Mm -hmm. the theory goes on to say um so to punish like so they built this stone tower temple as i guess a monument to the giants or as an affront to the um golden goddesses and the triforce and then there's a bunch of like stuff in the uh game like incidental visual details that can be interpreted as like uh well okay phalluses on top of stone tower remember when you got to the top of stone tower and you said hey those are phalluses that's exactly what the author of this theory said too and also like the big pointing finger is like with the fire on the tip of it that's interpreted as insulting the goddesses somehow because it's rude Mm -hmm. to point at people so that checks out um and the theory further develops that the goddesses caused majora's mask to come into existence as like a trick like a pandora's box thing Hmm. um the people went into the desert dimension at the top of stone tower And they found this mask, and they were like, cool mask. They brought it back, and it caused a bunch of problems.
0: I feel like a lot of this, like, I like the idea of Majora's Mask being connected to Stone Tower Temple in some way. Mm -hmm. But I think Mm -hmm. a lot of the details that people read into this are really leading. Mm -hmm. People have written entire narratives around something where it's just like, I think these two things are connected, and... You know, yeah. people love fanfic, and so they're like, okay, I'm going to flesh that out to a whole thing and treat mm. it as fact. And it's like, well, hang on, hang on, hang on.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's hard to find evidence for that. Although it definitely right. does. I agree that it seems like it's related to the Stone Tower Temple.
0: I like that idea, but, you know, I also, you know, like we said at the beginning, it doesn't matter ultimately. We're just having fun. Mm. Yeah. So if those people are having fun the
1: wrong way, <laughs> I guess that's okay.
0: Having fun but too much. Yeah. <laughs> All things in moderation. Uh, what else we got? Any other good theories going?
2: I've read that was one. theory number
1: five, right? Okay. Yeah, I think so. So this is theory number six.
2: Here's theory number six. Majora is the happy mask salesman's dark side. So he is the good side, and then his dark side is, is Majora, which is why he knows so much about the masks and why he seems to be present outside of the time loop or aware of the time loop and why he disappears at the end. And one of these people with this theory said, maybe he is the masked one who opened stone tower temple. Um, Ooh. Interesting theory. <laughs> also kind of uh, not really supported. It, it. It's not, it's not hard no, to, I like... it's not easy to prove or disprove Ow. this one.
1: No, but like, The fact that the happy mask salesman seems to have, like, he doesn't seem to have an entire personality, right? No, wait a second. When he shakes you around and he has demon face because you didn't get the mask back correctly. Mm -hmm. Like, I wouldn't expect that kind of behavior from someone whose dark side has been externalized and is not present.
2: That's true. I think this theory was yeah I mean maybe it's not like a direct split of good and bad but this theory was I think was saying like he really wants he he needs people to help him like take the evil out of this like mask to return the balance towards good and so I don't know maybe he he just cares a lot about that and he got mad you know good people I get really mad. like
1: um the idea of the drama of Majora's Mask the game is about the kind of the internal struggle of the Happy Mask salesman. Um, what we're really trying to do all along is complete his kind of encounter with the shadow and uh, help him assimilate his uh, dark side and put these uh unsavory impulses to rest Hmm. um that the uh, the, what's appealing to me is that if you consider the game as the journey of link it's hard to demonstrate that link actually grows as a person or changes at all during this game right
2: Hmm.
1: sure um and so if you put that into, I think it's most obvious to put it into Skull Kid as, like, learning something. But, of course, he's a very passive character. Mm. Um, Link is, like, the appendage of the Happy Mask Salesman who's, like, accomplishing things uh, so that the Happy Mask Salesman can get over his own problems. That's mm-hmm. funny to me, I guess.
2: Yeah, he's, like, a side character in the Mask Salesman story.
1: yeah. <laughs> And that's theory number six. Anything else?
2: Yeah, I got one more. Uh, this one I like better. Um, this is theory, theory number seven. seven. Okay, so um, I saw this one on Tumblr. Um, Majora is some kind of god or divine being that has been locked away, as these characters so often are in games like this, uh, to protect the world from it. And it created termina, sort of in its imagination, a lot like *Link's Awakening*.
0: Okay. So, so then-
2: so the people are saying, or this person was saying, um, maybe that's why there are the, the mask symbols are around. Um, it's 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 way of oh, I don't sure. know. It makes sense somehow that it would be engaging with itself. I don't know. Um, But it also might explain why there's a lot of elements from Ocarina of Time, but kind of remixed in sort of a dreamlike way. Um, So I guess in this scenario, Link would be arriving in this world, and then at the end... Yeah, how does this work? He, He would be preventing majora from trying to escape or something or like uh calming majora Uh, down to prevent the yeah to sort of keep yeah it in imprisoned
1: the problem with the idea of termina being a a dream or a construction is the the game doesn't say anything like that right (laughs) Link's awakening, they tell you it's a dream, yeah. and at the end of the game, the dream disperses. Here, th- like... It's not sufficient for me that there are doppelgangers of everybody. Uh, that doesn't seem like enough proof that this is a f- uh, construction of like Link bringing in his memories to someone else's dream uh
2: yeah there's not a lot to go on I think it's a good story I I mean it's enough like Link's Awakening that I enjoyed that part but
1: the idea of I keep saying the idea of Ryan cut it out when I say (laughs) the idea of the way that the Majora's Mask symbol shows up throughout Termina um as like Majora's Mask insinuating itself into the world. Um we talked about the balloon in North Clocktown, but we didn't talk about all the switches and puzzle blocks that have Majora's Mask on them. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I think that I mean obviously it could be like I said a rare element of just putting your logo in your own game. Mm-hmm. But the it's appealing to think that majora is constructing part of the world at least i can see how (laughs) if you limit that evidence to dungeon puzzles then it's like yeah yeah, majora might have made these puzzles (laughs) yeah
0: well maybe i think considering that majora you know has seemingly created this entire moon to crash that regardless of the nature of what kind of a realm termina is majora is having a material effect on it
1: Mm -hmm.
0: in some, like, very big ways that are very, like, Mm -hmm. bigger than what it should be. It's not a
1: windfish case where your goal is to disperse this illusion that's created. I cannot understand how, or, like, you make it a much weirder story, if Majora's Mask dreamed Termina into existence and is now trying to destroy it, and you're... (laughs) foiling its attempts <laughs> yeah. to allow the dream to continue. Um, that is a weird game.
2: Yeah. And there's, yeah, there's no sign of it in, like, yeah, the equivalent of Link's Awakening. It's not there, like you said.
1: But still fun. Yeah. Appealing to me. <laughs> and the point is to have fun, of course. Yes. Well, that's the end of theory number seven. What is theory number eight?
2: Uh, I have one more. Oh. And this is this seems more common it's the that majora is the dark side of link
1: Hmm. um
2: i think there actually was uh i couldn't find out for sure but i think there was a uh, an, in an interview one of the creators said that um the mask was shaped like that because it is like a scary looking heart and it represents the dark side of in some sense um and I think in this theory, the Fierce Deity mask is the light side. Because um, there's also theories where the Fierce Deity is bad. So in this theory, um, the Fierce Deity Link, it's, it's like the Link version of a transformation mask. You're transforming Link into like adult Link. So he's then, he's he's grown up, he's now, this is his good side and he's going to defeat the dark side
1: okay this is rad this is rad this is like because this is appealing to me in a big way from the the explanation of the fierce deity mask the game makes it clear that the fierce deity mask is scary or like it says dark but it doesn't say evil Mm -hmm. and I think that when people analyze this game and they assume that the Fierce Deity's mask is evil, I think that they're taking it like past uh, they're taking it past with the text supports. But it can't be denied that the Fierce Deity mask is like threatening and dark and bad in a certain way. And um that problematizes the battle with Majora um like a lot of at the or the battle with majora's mask and majora's incarnation and wrath um which we could get into whether those are whether majora shows up in the game mm. or not <laughs> but like th- that battle seems to be you become evil and you persecute this helpless child creature right um when you you're so powerful that you can just swing your sword 20 times and win without trying
2: yeah, from, from his perspective.
1: I, yeah, I don't... I, I, I can't get behind the the interpretation that you are being evil in this case and that the Fierce Deity Mask is letting you be the actual bad guy. Yeah. I think it has to be more complicated than that. And when you put it this way, that Majora's Mask represents Link's dark side, it brings me back to the union idea that I mentioned in passing only minutes ago. If we consider, not in literal terms, I don't think that like what's actually going on in this video game is that Link's dark side, like Dark Link from the Water Temple, is walking around Termina, getting on a guy's face <laughs> and making a bunch of problems happen. But it, it's purely symbolically if we take Majora's Mask as the shadow, the evil version of yourself, um, in this Jungian format, what you do with your shadow is not like just wipe it away and cause it to not exist anymore. You have to confront it and integrate it and accept that it's a part of yourself Mm. and it's just like in season three of twin peaks where bad coop is going around being bad coop and good coop is trying to be good coop and doing the best he can under the circumstances and at the end um the coop that we see in episode 18 uh is combining like it? he's Cooper having understood his like violent and dark impulses and is able to control them or something. Don't at me. When like if, if Majora's mask is the shadow in this game and Link is going around, um, uh, trying to foil him. What Link has to do at the end is, incorporate his darker elements and um the way that he actualizes is by integrating that shadow now uh realized as the fierce deities mask um and then defeating the useless exterior version of evil uh by with the power of the darkness that he's uh understood as part of himself zach yeah. where are you during all this
0: may i in uh indulge in some timeline nonsense for a moment yes okay mm-hmm. yes i always like thank to you think- for asking permission i you know gotta keep it on the level um i like the idea of the video game majora's mask and the events there of being like a trial for link specifically um in the context of how ocarina of time the events thereof are ultimately kind of a failure regardless of which outcome you end up with the fact that there's a crazy timeline split then kind of speaks to the fact that that the events there didn't go great right time fractured Mm. in a way and you're left with Link who's either dead or missing, or in this case, just kind of like lost and not sure how to proceed. And I think a lot about how Majora's Mask is Link like off on a quest of like trying to like find or reassert himself.
1: Mm.
0: Um, Ocarina of Time. We talked about this on the on the music episode. Ocarina of Time doesn't have the main Legend of Zelda theme in it, right? That's missing. Yeah. And it's here. He finds it in Termina. It's literally the song of the hero, right? In Skyward Sword, the back part of Skyward Sword is you finding the different parts of that song, which becomes the song of the hero. That's Um, so cheesy. It's great. Yeah. Skyward Sword's (laughs) a game. It is a video game. Um... And in that context, like, Link has, you know, this great grand adventure in Ocarina of Time that ultimately doesn't end in a satisfying way. And trying to come to terms with that in the context of coming to Termina and trying to, like, live up to being that hero and ultimately synthesizing and creating a new persona in whichever configuration of masks you want to, uh, you know, uh, assign to that. Uh, is engaging to me mm. Mm. yeah
1: pretty uh, good can this I talk... was theory number 8
0: uh, I think so uh, okay. yes.
1: I, that was a good one I like the theory number 8
0: yeah I have some stuff that's not theories are we at the point where I can talk about some loose ends
1: okay loose end <laughs> number 1 <laughs>
0: It always stuck in my head and I always have to check it every single time. Majora's Mask the boss fight is three phases. Mm-hmm. It's Majora's Mask, Majora's Incarnation and Majora's Wrath. In The Minish Cap, you fight Vatti who also has three phases. And they don't they they don't entirely line up. It's Vatti Reborn, Vatti Transfigured and then Vatti's Wrath.
2: Hmm. Okay. And
0: that always, like, the, the parallel there, I always wanted to read hard into, even though it doesn't quite work out. Um, hmm. I don't know, maybe the end stage of any one of these one-off bosses is that the final form is the Wrath. We got Death Eye's Wrath at the very end hmm. of yeah. Link's Awakening, maybe. Gygus's Wrath. Is a yeah. a big red static thing. Hmm. Um,
1: Bowser's Wrath, the clown car bounces around
0: (laughs) (laughs) and uh i guess because i'm not going to have anywhere else to bring this up um i was thinking a lot about how you have like zelda games where it's all centered around the triforce and ganon and then you have the zelda games with like these kind of more one-off antagonists Mm -hmm. and a lot of those are they kind of similar archetypes it's a lot of eyeball guys right (laughs) <laughs> black, black eyeball clouds. Um, oh, I, I don't see have. Where
1: you're going with this. Well,
0: I don't have too much of a. Well, I'm going two different directions. Okay. One, in contrast to some of the other ones of those, Majora's motives are less clear, which is yeah. why we're able to sit here and speculate about this for a while, right? Majora doesn't come mm-hmm. out and say, "I'm doing this because I desired power," or "I'm doing this because I was wronged." Or I'm doing this to, you know, create a new world state. Like Majora doesn't have direct motives in that way, mm-hmm. so that leads to the fun speculation there. And it's probably intentional. Of the de- of the you know the devs they don't want to. They're not interested in. That so much. They're, they they want to leave that open to speculation.
1: Um, when you say that, it reminds me of, uh, a, a criticism I read of this type of. Theorying and analysis Which is the uh, Development of Majora's Mask Was so compressed they said they made it In a year I don't know if that's true or not And so like you can't You can't really get deep into The hidden meanings Of this game uh, If it just took a year to make Um, And I was like oh maybe that's right And then I thought about it a little more And if internet people can come up with these convoluted theories in like an afternoon of staring at a laptop screen, then people <laughs> making video games can do the same thing. It's still a work. On their lunch break, you know, it doesn't take that much uh, energy to create tons of convoluted lore.
2: Yeah. Yeah. All you have to do is not put it in the game and then the players won't know for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: The other weird point I was going to make along with is just something enti- very, very tangentially related. Um, if I, ever t- I don't think I've talked about it on a podcast. There's a fan game, a Zelda fan game, called well, it was called Hyrule Total War. But since the last time oh. I looked into it, they moved it to a new engine, and now it's Hyrule Conquest. Hmm. And I urge you to look at the wiki for this thing, because it's a trip. They basically like made a huge RTS out of... Like every single Zelda thing by like importing and creating models from all these different Zelda games and you have all these different factions from all over the stuff. Um, Majora in that is one of the principal villains uh, and is one of the seven Druthulidi, which are these like evil demon creatures that are opposed to the goddesses.
1: Can you spell that please?
0: d-r-u-t-h-u-l-i-d-i okay (laughs) (laughs) and i went down when i was supposed to be looking at theories i ended up going through their wiki instead and looking (laughs) at all the fun lore that has happened since the last time i looked at this game it's like active development it seems it seems neat i'll play it at some point uh yeah all the all the different like evil creatures are all part of the same pantheon of evil also, there's evil sages. Also, like everything you want is in there. It's, wow. it's great. It's really good. It's cool. This is that the this... fan fiction I'm into. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's cool that a series can have so much like possibility for people to use their imaginations in this way.
1: Yeah. Speaking of which, when Zach said that the bad guys in all these like side story Zeldas are eyeball shadow cloud guys, generally, what I realized. Mm. That Well who goes after Shadow, Eyeball, Cloud guys It's Kirby That's, That's what's tr- going on True uh-huh. Termina is on
0: Pop Star. I can't follow you here But uh, I wish you luck
2: That's theory 9
1: Um, what other loose ends? I think oh, I want to. Not, I, uh, oh, uh, still on the subject of Majora and whether Majora shows up in the game, um, people like to point out that you fight Majora's mask, Majora's incarnation, and Majora's wrath, um, which are like the fact that those are all possessive indicates that those are all extensions of a, a separate original Majora being but when one of them is called Majora's incarnation Uh. your incarnation is you it's hard to find a case of uh, like talking about an incarnation where that's separate from the entity being incarnated
0: yeah I suppose
2: it could be a version of Majora one of many versions or Uh, If Majora is non tangible, like a concept or Um, a
1: force. No, I have to disagree. Okay. If Majora is intangible, if Majora starts out as just this concept, but now we have this entity that's called Majora's incarnation, Mm. well, that is Majora made tangible. That is Mm. Majora over there Uh because you incarnated it. Fair enough. Sarah is very conflict avoidant.
2: <laughs> I just That's like to true. consider all of the... Did you hear the,
1: what she did at the beginning of the episode? Where I like I've disagreed with her and she was like, oh, of course, uh, exactly.
0: Go um, back and listen.
2: <laughs> I don't remember this, but it sounds like me.
0: I think I'm spent on theorizing for now. Okay. Um
1: I it's it's I have that feeling of of dread in my in in my heart as I force myself to say what we have to do next. Um I don't know if
0: I can Well, there's only one thing left to talk about. You
1: you say it I can't.
0: Sarah, you should say it. None of us want to say it. Well, it's ugh. We could just not say it. Leave it as a cliffhanger. cliffhanger yeah. I'm not doing a bit. I can't bring oh, really? myself to say oh. it out loud. Let's leave it as a cliffhanger. Uh, listeners, if you listen this far, you know there's only one thing left to talk about. Uh, and we're going to do that next time. So look forward to that.